just spent the day swimming with dolphins and watching sea lions sunbathing. Now, your legs are that good kind of tired, and it's finally time to chill. Better rest up because you've got a bridge to bungee off of tomorrow. Here, there's nothing better than watching the sunset with a glass of that famously crisp Sauvignon Blanc. As you sip, you think to yourself, wow, I'm so glad I took Angie's advice and planned this trip to New Zealand. Well, my friends, you're welcome in advance. But just to be sure I've sealed the deal, Kyle Mullinder is joining me today. He's the creative mind behind the vlogs and stunning photography of Bear Kiwi. Kyle is here to share the countless wonders of New Zealand's South Island. Dear listeners, you're about to find out why this island belongs on everyone's bucket list. So excited to introduce you to our guest today. You might know him as Kyle Mullinder or Bear Kiwi, as he's known all over the internet. Hi, Kyle. Welcome. Thanks for having me here, Angie. This is exciting. This is great. New Zealand is basically these two islands. There's there's other ones, but there's two main islands, right? The North and the South. What do you think are the main differences between the two islands? The topography is very different. The North Island's a lot flatter. The South Island's just big, rugged mountains. I don't know if you saw that three-part documentary that we had on New Zealand. It was called Lord of the Rings. True story. We got hobbits living in the North Island and then crazy mountains in the South Island. People are coming to the South Island. Where do they land? Christchurch? Majority of people will land in Christchurch. It's probably our second largest international airport from Auckland. Alternatively, people will fly into Queenstown as well. There is an international airport there, but I think mainly that's people coming from Australia. Australians, we we don't talk about them anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that makes sense. And I imagine a lot of people coming from the U.S. go to Auckland first and then cruise around the North Island and then maybe take the ferry over to the South Island because there is a ferry, right? Yeah, there is a ferry between the two islands. Uh, I'd say it's probably one of the most scenic, watery pieces of the highway you'll ever go on. Let's talk about road trips. I know you're an expert in this. A lot of people will fly into Queenstown, pick up a rental car. The whole van life thing is very popular in this country. And so there's some incredible companies that you can rent a motorhome or a van to travel around the country. Pretty much everything, you're going to be okay in a regular vehicle. You don't need any of those big American off-roaders or anything like that. Nothing too crazy. The thing is, just go slow. Take your time. We drive on the proper side of the road, which is the left. Okay. Allegedly. Okay. Yeah. And it's just, (laughs) it is a big thing. We kind of say it. New Zealand roads are different. And I didn't really notice that or think about that till I traveled overseas and went to places like the States and realized, wow, roads over there are so nice. They're so wide and big and forgiving. Whereas here, they're very narrow, they're windy, but they are a public highway. So there's big trucks on those roads with you. And then we hit single lane bridges every now and then. And it's so dramatic, the road, that it's so easy to to get distracted Whatever time you see on Google Maps, double it because it's so beautiful. And I would say the most popular route is literally just to do a circle around the South Island. 
there's some beautiful mountain passes through the highways like Arthur's Pass and Lewis Pass. I would go north from Christchurch to a beautiful town called Kaikoura, which is north, famous for its marine life, whales, dolphins. Then I would go up around Marlborough Sounds, Sav, Sav Blanc, best Sav Blanc in the world, mate. Then into the Abel Tasman, probably one of the most beautiful places. Go for a walk, kayak up around there, down glacier country, down the west coast. And then I would hit like Wanaka, Queenstown, get your adventure fixed. Then if you've got time, get into here where we are, Pio Pio Tahi or Milford Sound. And then from there, make your way back and around through Aoraki, Mount Cook. Go see some of like, our highest peaks uh, in there. It's just absolutely stunning. And then make your way back to Christchurch. And that's kind of a nice little loop around there. If you do have time, you can go south to places like Dunedin and the Catlins. But I guarantee you're going to run out of time everywhere you go. You mentioned Kaikoura. Can you tell us a little bit about that and what makes it so special? Kaikoura to me is hands down just a special, special place. And when you get there, you'll feel it. And it's kind of one of those places that you want to, if you can, give at least two to three days. Now, Kai in Māori means food, kaura means crayfish or lobster. And so it's famous for going there and having the best lobster you'll ever eat in your life. But Kaikoura is also famous because straight off the coastline is like one kilometer deep coastal trench. And so the water's so deep and vibrant and full of life there that there are resident sperm whales that live there. And the sperm whales are so unique to view. They kind of sit on the surface. And then when they go, their big tail comes up. So have you swam with the dolphins in Kaikoura? I have always put the dolphin swim in my top three things in the world I have ever done. And the one in Kaikoura blows my mind. I went out there the other day. I was swimming with possibly around 600 dolphins. They're very small. They're they're not very big dolphins, but they're incredibly, incredibly inquisitive and they want to play with you. You are the entertainment. My advice is, and I know this is going to sound dorky and you're thinking I'm stitching you up, but make noise. Sing, laugh, giggle underwater because the more noises you make the more they come to you it's there's no enticement this company does not entice them they don't chase the dolphins they go to an area where they see where they are they park on the side you jump in the water they sound the horn you jump in the water and then from there on it's up to the dolphins if they want to come over and mate it's emotional can you see the dolphins any time of year or are you more likely to have this experience during a specific season and I'm going to give you a little insider tip here, okay? Easter. Get to Kaikoura around Easter time. And around that time of year, the dolphins come in masses close to shore. There's a kayaking company there called Kaikoura Kayaks. And they call that their dolphin season. And it's, I've had the most incredible luck with them going out on a daily basis and you are kayaking with these pods of 600 dolphins around you just off the coastline. After your day's finished, you can then go get a feed of fish and chips, get some crayfish, a beer, a wine, go sit down on the beach, watch sunset, and the dolphins are still there. And you're like, oh my God, I was swimming with you. I was kayaking with you. And you're still just there off the coastline. It's a really amazing time. 
am I correct in remembering that there's some kind of seals or sea lions on that coast there too? The coastline is full of them. I think it was 2014, we had a devastating earthquake which hit Kaikoura, like devastating. The highway either side was completely decimated. When they rebuilt the highway, they learned from all the mistakes that this is probably one of the most scenic roads and people didn't have places to pull over. And so they've rebuilt the highway with you in mind. How can we make it safe for you to drive knowing that you're going to be blown away, but with lots of pullover spots? And this is where the road really becomes the destination. There are three major tribes, or iwi we call them, all along the coastline. And so they have told the story of the tribes that lived along that coast that collected the seafood, the kaura, the kaimoana. Go to all these advantage points. There's beautiful statues. There's beautiful plaques. And you can see the seals, the baby seals. There's a famous place called Oho where they've built the new highway that looks over top and you can see the baby seals down there. Or you can drive out to Point Keen in Kaikoura and see the seals. But please, please be nice. We are big, scary creatures and everyone wants to walk up to these things. And why would you do that? Yes, thank you. This is our sea lion PSA. People, keep your distance. You're going to get a better wildlife experience from afar if you sit there and just enjoy it, sit down, relax. You don't need to get right up to them. we got huge albatross in the area, and you can go out and see them on the, on the water. It's so much to do in that little town. They are on this big project to turn the town into a dark sky reserve. The night sky there, if you get it on the right day, whew, I've seen the southern lights from there. There's like lookout points up top. It's one of the only places where you're going to get an incredible sunrise, sunset, wildlife, beauty, action, great food, and then a night sky. Like, there we go. Kaikoura has it all. And now the AAA Travel Minute. Nobody can predict flight delays, but with a little planning, you can prevent them from derailing your vacation. For instance, if you book a direct flight, there's no connection to miss. Many travelers find that having peace of mind is worth spending a little extra money. Some travelers will even leave from their second closest airport, if it means getting a direct flight. When that's not possible and you must connect, be sure to leave plenty of time between legs. And remember, airline search engines can return options with layovers as short as 45 minutes. Yikes! Being savvy about when you fly helps too. According to tracking site FlightAware, the first flight of the day is less likely to be canceled or delayed, and weekdays typically have more alternative flights available, should the worst occur. Of course, cancellations and delays are a fact of life, so always be prepared. A AAA travel advisor can help you plan and book your trip, and can help make changes if anything goes awry. Where should we go next? Glacier country? If you jumped right over to the west coast, so we're talking the other side of the South Island, and you've got glacier country. Now, glacier country is this area that consists of two very famous towns, Franz Josef and Fox Glacier. Now, both these towns are named after the glaciers that run into them, and these giant glaciers flow down from the Southern Alps. Fox Glacier is formed off Aoraki, Mount Cook. That is our highest mountain, and that just flows to the ocean. It is insane. We're talking like, a place where you can see the coast, the mountains, be on a glacier with rainforest all around you. 
And it's also kind of one of these unique places that they make the bad weather look good. Because you've got this extreme environment of this topography of massive bodies of water with massive mountains and glaciers, often you'll get misty, you'll get heavy rain, and it comes and goes just as fast as that. So don't let the weather put you off. How up close and personal can you get with these glaciers? They offer heli flights. So you fly in a helicopter up onto the glaciers, and then you get a guide to take you for a hike around. And so those tours are forever changing because every day they literally fly in and be like, what's the glacier done today? Where can we go? What's our route? They don't know where they're going to go. And you'll sometimes get to go through sea caves, get to go through different areas. And so Franz Joseph is a slightly bigger town and I'd say more popular. Fox Glacier, a lot smaller and more quaint. If you stop in this area for a couple of days, where do you recommend staying? I will often stay in Fox Glacier purely because, now this might ruin this for me and suddenly I'm going to see everyone else doing this, but there's a beautiful lake called Lake Matheson. And one of my favorite things to do is go to this lake at sunset. You've got the view of Mount Cook and the lake is so sheltered by all the trees that it's like a mirror. And there's this platform that I just sit on have a beer. And you literally watch this mountain just go from blue to white to purple to pink to red as the sun just sets off the West Coast onto it. It's like mind-blowing. Wow. So glacier country, nature lover's paradise. What else is there to do and see in this area? You can go and view kiwis. Kiwi are our native birds. It's often what we're referred to as kiwis, not the kiwi fruit. There is a wildlife sanctuary there, and kiwis are nocturnal. So it's really hard to see and witness kiwi in the wild. But in Franz Joseph, there's actually an educational center that talks about the glacier, the history, and they have a bunch of kiwi in there that you can see in a nocturnal house. And there's also Lake Maparika in Franz Joseph. And if you can do this at sunrise or first thing in the morning, you can take a kayak out on that lake. There's this like crazy blanket of mist, mirror reflection. There's kotaku or white herons. You've got the mountains. You've got glaciers all around you. And it's just for that few hours in the morning up till sort of like late morning, this lake is just like mind-blowing peaceful. It's just incredible. And it's funny because most people go there for the glaciers and you wouldn't think sea kayaking or on a lake. It just sounds like a fairy tale. Easy to see why those Lord of the Rings documentaries were filmed in New Zealand. There we go. A fun thing about glacier country is everyone has a helicopter or everyone knows someone who has a helicopter. In glacier country, helicopters are the way around because it's such remote, fun area. So you want to get up, go for an explore in a helicopter because they're going to take you to some incredible places around there. So you're telling me if I'm just hanging around, getting a coffee, making friends in town... There'll be a good-looking helicopter pilot somewhere around there. We can make friends. Somewhere. I mean, otherwise, you just book onto a tour, but where's the fun in that, right? Oh, that seems a little easier. I feel like my husband would like that better, the the actual not making friends with handsome helicopter pilots. (laughs) Now, let's go to where you are right now while we're doing this interview. Fjordland National Park. Fjordland is our bottom west coast of the country. It's our largest national park. 
we just went on a tour and did the overnight cruise in Doubtful Sound, which it's actually been my wife's one big dream to do. And we finally got to tick that off. We saw Fjord and Crested penguins, just super rare penguins to see. We saw seals, dolphins, and then you just kind of park into these arms and chill out. They go in, turn all the engines off, turn the generator off, turn everything off on the boat. And for about five minutes or so, and usually there's not a dry eye in the house. Like people just sit there and it really hits them. Like just sitting on this boat in these fjords, listening to the native birds. We actually had a Kia, which is our native parrot, ruin the, inter- ruin the silence with its beautiful squawk and you can hear the bellbirds. You can hear all the birds chirping. It's uh, it's pretty special. We should definitely talk about the most famous fjord, which is Peel Peel Tahi or Milford Sound, which is down the road a little bit. It's so incredibly dramatic. That road in there is probably one of the most beautiful roads in the world you'll ever drive. The road just comes to an end. There's no shops. There's no little township or anything. There is a little community, and that's just the guides that live in there. Something that I want to throw out there is one of the best ways I think to explore it is get in a sea kayak. It's so hard to grasp how high these mountains are. You've got a lot of really cool stuff in a relatively compact spot. The Māori way of saying New Zealand, Aotearoa. I always describe Aotearoa to people as a smorgasbord of the world. Just a taster. A little bit of Norway here, a little bit of the tropics. When you say Abel Tasman National Park, you got north, it's like the little bit of Fiji out there. So we got all these little tasters and they're so close to each other that within an hour, half an hour, if you don't like the weather, drive an hour. You'll find a whole new world. We have to talk about Queenstown because that's the adventure capital, right? That's where people go to jump off of things. Is that right? 100%. So Queenstown is famously the adventure capital of the world. It's where crazy people like AJ Hackett founded bungee jumping. If there's anything nice and peaceful, we found a way to make that extreme there. What is the deal with that? Why are Kiwis so adventurous? Bungee jumping, jet boating. Yeah, jet boating was invented by a sheep farmer. He wanted to get up the narrow rivers. Now we take people on tours. So like places like the shot over jet, incredible. I guess... Maybe what it comes down to is we don't have theme parks in our country. Our theme park is the country, but we've got this. We've got we've got beautiful bridges. We've got amazing whitewater rapids. So Queenstown is like this incredibly beautiful town that you can go crazy in. There's like a narrow gorge on the Shotover River. We've got some great spots to take you bungee jumping. It's kind of the law. We won't actually le- let you leave the country until you've bungee jumped. I love what you said about you guys don't have theme parks, so you got to make your own adrenaline. You make your own rides, and Queenstown is the Disney World of New Zealand. Get there in winter, too. Winter's amazing. The skiing is so fun. You've got two massive ski fields right in town. You've got Coronet Peak, which is 20 minutes from town. You've got the Remarkables, which is 40 minutes from town. And then if you want to drive a bit further to Wanaka, you've got Kadrona or treble cone so you got four massive ski fields real close by great town and then go whitewater rafting do all the fun stuff that's so fun too and there's so many places to do it right queenstown's got the shot over river which is where shot over jet so they kind of finish where the shot over jet starts and just up the road from there is solid grade five like we're talking gnarly whitewater rafting 
And the Shotover River was actually the second richest river in the world at one point for, during the gold rush era. There's this one famous part of the river, which is like, this is such a crazy New Zealand thing. You have this whitewater rapid that goes into a tunnel that was hand carved out by the gold miners. So the, the river dog legs around this little part. And the, so the miners back in the day got their pickaxes, carved a hole through the rock so that the river would divert through there so they could walk and pick up the gold. Now what happens is you go from rapid through this tiny little cave and then you come out onto this waterfall like rapid. And it's like, it's so crazy. Which will scare the living bejeebas out of you. I don't know about you, Kyle, but all of this bungee jumping and whitewater rafting has me pretty thirsty for the famous Savvy Bee. Now, Marlborough is famous for our Sav Blancs. It's our winery region. And so the Marlborough Sounds are beautiful. We're talking like pristine waters, native forest, and then suddenly you're flowing into vineyards. So you've got like the mixture of that vineyard culture. You can do a bike tour. You can get someone. You definitely want to hire someone to drive you around because you're going to be sampling wines everywhere you go. Whereas Otago, Queenstown's famous for their red wines. So you want to be sampling reds down south, whites up top. Oh, that's, that is very helpful tip. That's put that in my pocket. What about food? What, what should people eat besides Ferg burgers? What else are we eating on the South Island? We love our food here. So you can get involved with traditional food, which is called a hangi. It's a traditional way of cooking food below the ground in an umu or a pet. Marlborough has, is very famous for its green lip mussels. You want to be going to Kaikoura and having a crayfish in Kaikoura. In Christchurch, for example, the eateries that have shown up there along the, the riverfront, and there's one called the Little High Eatery, which is like looks like a food market from Asia. You want a little bit of that. You want a little bit of this. You try it all out, different things going on there. There's one cafe there called the C1 Cafe. It's, it's built in an old bank, and it, right in the center of town, it has those cr- crazy, what are they, pneumatic breasts? things like the old bank tellers would put the money in and it'd fly around in those tubes and so they deliver the food to you so you can order sliders and burgers like little sliders and they'll come to your table on a tube and you'll watch it fly around in the ceiling and then come down and often the smaller the town the cooler the cafe so in tiano for example there's one called the milford road merchant and it would probably have the best pie i've ever had we do these like meat pies and then you've got places like Toad Hall up in Motueka. And Toad Hall, you cannot get a bad meal there. Their brunches, off the chart. Their real fruit ice creams, their coffees. Often people think you have to go to a big city to find it. And what New Zealand does really well is not do city. And so people in these little towns, this is their home. This is their pride. So, yeah, start hitting up the little towns. And the smaller the cafe... You've got it. And the best thing I can think you can do in New Zealand is talk. Get off the apps. You don't need any of these crap apps to travel around the country. Just talk to people. We love helping you guys out. We'll hear an accent. We're going to get excited. You don't have to worry about this trust thing. Just know that we're real. We're genuine. We're here to help. We're here to have a good time. Between bungee jumping, whale watching, and wine tours, how can you not have the time of your life? 
Kyle Mullender, thank you for joining us and thank you our listeners for being with us. If you're planning a trip, be sure to connect with a AAA travel advisor. Check out AAA.com forward slash travel or visit your local branch. This podcast is a production of Auto Club Enterprises. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and leave us a review. I'm Angie Orth. Thank you for traveling with AAA.